Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Today is a gorgeous day, and I'll tell you what, here's how it's a gorgeous day. I'm going to challenge each and every one of you to look at something beautiful today. I'm looking at today as a beautiful day. It's a great way to shift your mood and become more peaceful and uplifted automatically. So find something beautiful in your life. Maybe it's your pet, maybe it's your wife, maybe it's your husband, maybe it's a painting. Whatever it is, take Take a minute or two to just appreciate its beauty, and you'll be amazed at how quickly that becomes infectious through your mind, body, and soul. All right, folks, let's get this party started. It's Wednesday and a hump day. Woo-hoo! It's time to play hard, work hard. Now, let's play hard. Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard. My name is Jason Spees. That is Sterling. Joining us today, we got a special guest. We're going to get to him in just a second. Today Is it our Friday edition today? Friday edition, man. And this weekend, when we hit that time machine button, <laughs> Sunday we'll do the time machine. Yeah. Sunday we'll do the time mm-hmm. machine. So Saturday, folks, we'll have all the shows posted for the week. Friday's included. Yep. Get ahead of the game. So see when we post them. And then on Monday, like Oof. nothing ever happened. Black magic. Like nothing ever happened. Like we were never on a little bit of a two-week leg. Yeah. Like our Monday show never aired on a Thursday. It actually aired on a Monday. Yeah, we're just like any other government organization. We just erase stuff, change things. You know, we're it's just, cool. Just a nice little learning exercise to show that if you actually know the facts... You will be argued wrong by the people in authority. Facts. Because they'll go back and take a look facts. at the crude life and say, well, this website says this. So. I think Homer Simpson said you could use facts to prove anything. Pretty sure that's what George Orwell did as a job in 1984 mm-hmm. in the Ministry of Truth. Ministry right? Isn't that truth. what he did? Yeah. yeah so. Special guest today, folks. Got a friend that we've mentioned on the program a few times. His... Uh, Name sounds like a motorcycle, <laughs> and uh, he's uh, works in the industry. Mitsubishi. Okay, just guessing. He works in industry. We'll just leave Thank it at you. that. He can certainly pull Thank up the you. mic now. There we go. <laughs> and he's a former paperboy, so that's why we bring him in today. Is because we were talking about paperboys a couple times this week about mm-hmm. how you know that was kind of for me. I was ten years old and. I became a 1099 employee. That was your entrepreneur program. Working for the Monopoly, the mm-hmm. newspaper, the largest independent newspaper chain, who also owned a newspaper, uh, a radio station and a couple of television stations. He, by the way, uh, Forum Communications, who we're talking about here, they yes. not only had the uh, newspaper, radio station, and uh, television, but there was, I don't know, was it a 30, 40-year period, something like that, where... There was a law that you could not own a television, a radio, and a, and a newspaper in the same town because you had to have a diversity of thought. Yeah, so, no monopolies. Yeah, so Bill Marcel Sr., when, when he took over, they, they ended up getting a WDAY AM and WDAY TV. In Cincinnati. WDAZ. But he got grandfathered in. 
So when they changed the laws, Bill Marcille and Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and there's one more. There was three in the nation. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Everybody else, that was it. You were either a newspaper, that was it. Your radio station, that was it. You know, you couldn't have multiple media properties in the same town. So they were really able to dominate the entire they landscape. They were the, when I say monopoly, they right. were. Very much. Oh, yeah. Steve, get, uh, Very much. Come on up here. <laughs> oh, wait. Pull up a. How pull up, are we doing pull here? up some levels. We got the mic on? Yeah, yeah let's You got it. me tuned in. Does that work? Yeah. It's all very technical here at the Industrial Forest Studio. It is. We are constructing the Industrial Forest <laughs> Studios right now. There we go. We got the mic levels. There we go. Speak up a little bit there. A motorcycle? Yes, sir. Vroom, we, vroom. We refer to him as our uh, friend whose name sounds like a motorcycle. So, you know, we like to have monikers here sure. on the program. But former newspaper delivery boy. When did you start? I started fifth grade. Wow. So my, age 10, 10, 11. Yeah, maybe even a little younger because my brother had the paper out before me. So I inherited it. Oh, so it was a hereditary title back then. Well, kind of. I mean, yeah. it, it was very rare if you got the paper route in your own neighborhood. Oh, sure. You know, if you got a paper route, you were maybe going three or four blocks away from your neighborhood to even start your route, right? Okay. That's you true. Know? In fact, my paper route was my neighborhood. But, but that was the exception. More no, than no, no. Route. It was rare. It okay. was rare. It was rare. But yeah. what I did was um, I, you know, I mentioned I, I wanted to, you know, have clothes that wasn't garage sale clothes or my hand-me-downs right so yeah, you've always been a fancy back pants. back then the the easy answer for parents was get a job no yep. well we didn't have too many jobs outside of mowing lawns right so mm-hmm. newspaper so my dad just goes well call them every day till they give you a job well when you're in fifth grade and you don't have a lot of responsibilities i just did it every day yeah you had time yeah, <laughs> i came home and in between the commercial of he-man right. i would go and i'd call the form and Yep. You know, you get patched through, and I would just wait or whatever and say, do you got a job yet? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, like Bart Simpson, are we there yet? Are, are we, we there, there yet? Right. Same thing. And I bet I called for three, four months straight every day, every day, just annoyed the shit out of them, right? Yeah. And then I don't know if they just assumed that they had better give me the route in my neighborhood because of my age, but they called, and they said, good news. We got a route, and it's in your neighborhood, and... It was a big route, though. Yeah. I remember the, the, the district manager had to meet with my parents first because it Circulation was, manager. Circulation manager, yeah. Yeah. Because it was a bigger route. Yeah, how many, how many houses would you guys do normally? Um, do you remember the size of your paper route? Mine was like three blocks. Okay. Okay. Three, lo- three long blocks. Yeah. yeah. So it was, yeah, it was yeah. quite a few houses. Yeah, it wasn't like as spread out like Rose Creek long driveways or anything okay. like that. That was back in... You know, South Fargo, small neighborhoods, you know, Claire Barton and those smaller neighborhoods. Do you get any sweet, like, apartment buildings? I've heard those were easier. No, no, no. They didn't get anything like that. We just, I got, I was, like I said, I was lucky I got that. Mm -hmm. I got my neighborhood and I had uh, buddies that I crossed the street and stuff. Mm -hmm. They wanted paper routes. They're doing subbing for me. They ended up getting the ones on the next blocks over. Right. One on, yeah. 
so it was kind of cool. We were all doing paper routes in the morning, and we'd go to the donut hole for coffee or, you know, for orange <laughs> juice and a <laughs> donut. Remember the donut hole? Uh, yeah, and I, re- I remember just the other day when he was telling his story about it, they talking about how he could relate to the donut, the uh, Dunkin' Donut commercial guy, you know, getting up, making the donuts at yep. 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning. Remember that commercial? <clears throat> Absolutely. So, so, I mean, you're talking about you're 10 years old, you're finishing your route with your buddies, you guys are going to go get a cup of coffee, yeah. you know, like you're just about done at the factory type of thing. No, yeah. Well, you go get yeah. like a uh, juice yeah. and a donut ball. Yeah. Right? You ride your bicycle over there because yeah. you could ride your bicycle like <laughs> cross right. town. Your parents yeah. didn't care. Yeah. I mean, every you knew everybody. Yeah, we yeah. ended up evolving to the mopeds. I had mopeds. Oh, you had a moped? I had a moped at 14. We had a gang, and nice. we were all a bunch of... Uh, well, because we had extra cash, because right. we were newspaper boys. Plus, you probably needed the carrying capacity, yeah. right? Yeah. We didn't actually end up using it for that. <laughs> that was that was what we told our parents. Right. It was easier just to use our feet at the end of the day, but... Uh, mopeds could be a different show, because I actually got a reckless driving on my moped. What? I got three At like 11 years old? I got three 14, you had that permit, for sure. Yeah, there yeah. was... Cops used to... They used to... Crack down. Yeah, the they pick on them. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, you bet. Meanwhile, man. you could legally ride an ATV back then. A three wheeler. Three wheeler. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, one of the, the things trikes. about about being a pe- uh, newspaper carrier is that it was every day you had to wake up uh, on the weekends. Uh, it was seven thirty. You had to have all the newspapers to the place by seven thirty, and during the weekday, you had to have them by six thirty. Well, generally, you would leave between 7 and 7.30 to go to school because school started like 8.05. Mm-hmm. And so, man, this was, I mean, seriously, from age 10. Dude, stop right there. I come from when we had to deliver them on the weekends, Saturday and Sunday, we had morning delivery. During the weekdays, it was after school. Oh. Well, that's really old. So they were dropped. that much older than me. What the heck? Right? For real? For real. Totally. They must have just switched that. So there would be a van that just chucks these things down for right. the three square blocks or three blocks uh-huh. or, you know, whatever, three routes in one spot. They were all dropped on my route. So I'd look down the street to see if my if they were there. You <laughs> know, they, going, were, yeah. they were down the next block. So you had to go out in the street. Yeah. And you could see if the pile of papers were there. And my buddies would be like, are they out there? Are they out there? <laughs> Hmm. Crap, I wanted to finish watching Dukes of Hazard. I wish they'd have been late. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right, because you probably, as soon as they hit the street, right, you got to get them up. You got to get them out, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. people are mad if they don't get them by 4 o'clock, 4.30. Well, in the morning, I I remember just people waiting, waiting. Then it went to morning delivery. Yeah. Yep, then then it's all waiting. We we mentioned the other day that, of course, back in uh, the 80s, we're talking about the 80s. That mythical time. Mm -hmm. During the 1980s, there wasn't the internet. And so this was the people's source of information because there really wasn't any television news programs. But there wasn't even morning news on television. No, no. There might have been something national. Maybe there might have been, you know, like... uh, I don't even know. There wasn't a Good Morning America even back then. So, yeah, there was some local stuff. I remember Al Amit being on in the morning. It was it was okay. more it was more national Today Show stuff, may, may, and then okay, there'd be a right, blurb of. I just you know, remember the only WDAY, source of, right? The only source of news was AM radio and the yeah. newspaper. That was pretty much where most people got their morning news. Yeah, and because the television was the nightly news, that's where people were programmed. They watched Correct. the nightly news, and then they wake up in the morning. And generally, the newspaper was the driver of all the news. 
The radio would usually react to the newspaper. The television would react to the newspaper, occasionally right. get their own story. Maybe if something broke during the day, because this was even pre-press conferences and, and, and the management of the media. You oh, know? yeah. So the newspaper was the king, was the king. Yep. Okay. To the tune to where the advertisers, the people in the advertising department, they were called order takers. Not because that they were going around, you know, being ordered what to do. They would just sit behind the phone and it would ring. People would call them. People would call them. Yeah, absolutely. And they'd be say, oh, we want to do this classified. Yeah. Oh, we want to do this display ad. We're a new business in town. You know, all these different things. And they were the only show. So they were the monopoly. Um, so anyway. Uh, Sounds like you both came away from this with a lot of experiences that have helped you going forward. We were talking last night or this morning, I forget, but when we were talking about this interview that. It, it is a shame because what we learned was so much about what we're doing today mm-hmm. in terms of how to run a household and a business. And yeah, yeah, there's, there's the conditioning of the uh, time to make the donuts, meaning you get up every day to work. That, that's a different type of conditioning for a child. Right. Well, I mean, looking on farms, you know, the kids that have to get up for do mm. chores for the cattle because they were such creature of habit. Well, we were dealing with people that Very were so creature, creature of habit. habit. If yeah. they didn't have their newspaper, they were going fucking mental. Absolutely, man. Of you know? they, got that, they got the coffee, the newspaper, and that cigarette. They right. Got their morning routine. Right. right? Yeah. I never thought you don't of that. mess with that. People are dairy cows just waiting for their morning news. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. So you were either like their savior, or if you were late, I'm sure they were pissed, right? And you're a 10 year old. They would call the circulation department. And if you got a complaint, you got docked pay. You got fine. You got a fine. You got, you got it reflected on your bill. You got a, you got a. So did you guys ever have like that customer? You know, that, that was horrible. You couldn't couldn't fight it. I mean, here's how fucked up it was. You couldn't fight it. They would, if they complained, you were wrong no matter what. So, okay. Yeah. Yep. Damn. So for sure. So somebody could just ruin it for you. Yeah. I so, mean, for example, okay. for example, you speak from experience. Yes. Yeah, for yeah. example, there <laughs> was, I talked about the milk box. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The milk box. The, the lady right? that had the milk box. There would be yeah, a lot of senior citizens still got milk delivery. You remember we right. were on the yep. tail end of the milk delivery. Yep. Yep. The insulated. The, uh, right. But box. it wasn't waterproof. It wasn't waterproof, but it was insulated. Yeah. So what? You, because the milk came in plastic, so they didn't have to worry about water. There were certain people that would say, "Put the newspaper in the milk box," sure, because they would go to the uh, lake for the for the weekend, or they go on vacation, right. or whatever the case is. If it rained, they would call the newspaper, and you would get fined Jeez. fifty cents. So they the cost. Right. The Keep paper. in mind, uh, you're yes. only making six cents on the paper, right. twelve cents on the weekend, six cents during the week, or something uh. like that. It was. But you got fined 50 cents. So that, that was the whole week yeah. of delivering that one person's paper. Wow. Right? Isn't that what the numbers Why didn't were? they just they were, come out and cane sure. you publicly? That would be easier. Yeah. Seriously. Because the, 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 the reporter would have covered it. Right. Back yeah. then they let the reporter do yeah. news. You know? Yeah. Uh, no, it was like that, though. It was, it was to that point to where you got fined on it, and so you were conditioned to basically do what the customer said. Well, so, yeah. so I actually had a customer, so I was collecting one night, and he was asking about what time, the, the time the, the delivery comes. I go, mm-hmm. well, I, I, I can only deliver it right after it comes, and everybody waits their turn. Right. 
and it was it was getting before. later it was getting later you mm-hmm. know it was getting to be to a point where it was probably get it was kind of getting hard to get to school okay and i was getting upset about it. he goes i'm gonna complain and his wife said don't you dare complain they actually punish the kids oh so somebody <laughs> d- okay good yeah because if you complain they'll punish they'll him punish the kids now that's a perfect business model from their point of fun. view right I, I never thought of it at the time i mean it just no. it just never did it really rub you the wrong no, way at the time yeah no you I, just did your job better well yeah. the thing right? is that yeah. there was only usually less than a handful of dicks on the route okay there was but there was. There's Every always. Every carrier had one, two, three, or four. Maybe, mm-hmm. like I said, maybe worst case scenario, and this was the apartment people, five. But for the most part, there's more of the, the wives and the, and the level-headed husbands right. that and then the nice uh, people understand that, hey, listen, this kid's just doing the best he can type yeah. of, and it's a kid, you know, that type yeah. of But there were some, you couldn't please them no matter what. It's like yeah. life. Mm-hmm. There's some people you'll never please, and then there's those that actually get a satisfaction out of well, making other I, people I, a miserable. perfect target, right? It's a kid. Yep. And they're... Low-hanging fruit. Low-hanging right. fruit. <laughs> right. Jeez, man. But yeah. They're the people, the self-help people go after first. <laughs> so, like, delivery, how it comes now in a bag or they throw it on the step or something, mm-hmm. we had to put it in the door. Like, actually... It oh, had yeah. to. We walked up, opened the door, got it set into the door, yeah. and stayed in the door. Wow. We weren't allowed to just throw it on the steps. Okay. So, because I remember yeah. the video game. That's what I did. Yeah. Just so, just when, you, that thing. when you did have some of them fucking meathead customers, right? <laughs> Told you. When you did huh? have them, when you did have them, a lot of them had a dog. And if they had a mail slot, oh. that was the best, right? Oh, you pull, you play Fuck with them. Fuck yeah, you'd play with them and you left <laughs> that tear thing. Up some of the paper. Yep. I, I, what, what can I do about it? Your dog wrecked Sorry, your fucking your dog, paper, man. man. Yeah. Another one was where that's brilliant. We mentioned the Payback. Sun, the Sunday comics. Yeah. Was with all the advertisements mm-hmm. because back then it was a hundred different, you know, J.C. Penny circular, Sears yeah. circular. Yeah, and you would have had like the culture section and, then, and all the yeah, all the and then crap they had they the throw actual in. newspaper, right? Mm-hmm. Well, essentially, what you had was. I don't know, 500 individual sheets of paper, right? Yeah. So what you do is you take the newspaper and flick your wrist. Yep. 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 <laughs> so it would just explode in the doorway. Oh, man. So when they open the door, it's just... Just, just, just 100. Just, just, oh. like the long glass ones are the best because you just go... Wing, <laughs> you watch it and shut it and it would just come apart. And just rain. It's like your own little oh, man, it's pleasurable like a, yeah, TV yeah. show, man. Well, so at a young age, you guys both learned how to do customer service and how to be able to get a little back. How to skirt the system yeah. a little. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned the, the, the capitalism story about how uh, I learned about what brokered advertising was, which was against the newspaper's policy to uh, piggyback off their circulation because their circulation was so powerful, it rivaled the U.S. post office. Therefore, you couldn't just say... Okay, I'll buy the $2,000 full-page ad from the newspaper, turn around and sell it to six advertisers for yeah. 500 bucks a piece and yeah. pocket 1000 yeah. bucks. The newspaper figured that out back in the 19-dickety-2, right. Right? right? So they put a stop to that. But what they didn't figure out was the carrier going to Kinko's making flyers and saying, I'm going to mow this guy's lawn. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. a little, little sneak so sneaking you, in there. Yeah, and then and so, like I said, you figure out ways to skirt the system, and then, of course, my Catholic guilt would <laughs> kick in, so I would I would put it outside the newspaper, so that way it was on the up and up. Did you ever figure out ways to skirt the system a little bit? Uh, 
Because you were going door to door at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, well you, you always had that opportunity face to face while you're collecting. You'd make small talk. Mm-hmm. Oh, the collecting part too. Yeah. Yeah, you haven't even gotten to the meat. No. Yeah. So, and you were talking about car wax before we got on the air. So, did you start upselling people on? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, so I talked to him about I it. I didn't get that. What was the car wax? Well, I had a little side business uh, selling car wax. Okay, uh, so I mowed was, lawns and then you sold car wax. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was more like detailing stuff, the wax, like the like the armor all, but it was a product line that uh, I got hooked up with. So and, much smarter. You know, See, he does the product and I did the stupid service. You did the labor. I did yeah. the labor. Mm-hmm. No wonder people keep calling me worker bee. Right, well, it on. sounds like he stepped, you know, you kind of <laughs> fell into it or, you know, you found it. and. Well, yeah, I saw people that took care of their cars and you're walking the neighborhood collecting and they're out with a hose rushing their car off. Yep. and Loving you, it more you, than their wife. You tell them about this and you happen to have a bottle with you and you wax the hood of their car for them or oh. something. and. Oh, that's really that's smart. brilliant. Yeah, that here is. The, here comes the ten-year-old yeah. kid doing product. Dude, it's multiple streams of revenue at eleven. That's amazing. Boy, well, they tell you what Kirby to do. They sales. tell you how to do it. <laughs> the, if you follow how they tell you how to do it, the it, well, it works. Not, now you're what, in wax sales or in in form in the uh, uh, campaigning you're talking about. Doesn't matter. Oh, either one. Yeah. So when it comes to the door-to-door sales, is what you're saying? Yeah. They tell you how to do it. If you, if a good a good, pro, a good company will tell you how to sell their product, yeah. that's true. It's to that their benefit. Absolutely. And if and you follow that procedure, you will be successful. And the one thing that the forum did very right? well yeah. back in those days, they did a very good job of it. And yeah. the one thing that we you know we were dogging the forum a little bit from time to time, but the reason we're doing it is because they taught us extremely well. I think I will. In fact, I've ran into a Bill Marcel Senior three times around town in the last twenty years. I've yeah. gone up and shaked his hand and thanked him for creating a foundation of work in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, he's actually yeah. he's actually a customer of mine. He's bought product from me. <laughs> ah, nice. Oh, no kidding! Yes, he's been in my office. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so well, I've I've talked to him. Now, yeah, and and I grew up with his nephew and stuff. You yeah. know, Mike is a Mike's a good guy. Oh yeah. Yeah, we do stuff with Mike. You Mike's know Mike. With, uh, Orange Property Management. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I mean, to, to get that type of job in the first place, you got to be somewhat motivated, right? To, to want to do it. Well, you know, either you're forced to do it because your parents are like, you're going to do something, or you want to do it. Right. Right. So you've already got a leg up on a lot of uh, people that are in fifth grade at that point. You know, you've already got that motivation. I, I guess my point is, is that you you get a lot out of it, but it's it's a lot of what you guys put into it that you get out of it. The the lessons you learned. Yeah, I, I can't believe the amount of work that just I did as a paper boy mm-hmm. compared to like what is available on the marketplace today. Yeah. I don't think there's anything... Is there anything comparable? The dedication of a paper boy was seven fucking days a week. Yeah. So if you went out of town or something, you had to set up a fucking sub. You had to find someone to cover. Someone had to take care of that. So every... I mean, it was... It's as bad as a dog. This was terrible, by the way. No, really. No, the setting up the sub was some of the more traumatic. That would cost you so much money because, first of all, your margins weren't very very big to begin with. I mean... You you were making good money as a kid, but if you did anything that would go outside of that, yeah. it cost you. Yeah, you're, and you're subcontracting at this point. So <laughs> you're a sub of a sub. You're a sub of a sub. Yeah, what did so. I say? I made three hundred and fifty dollars yeah, a month, right? Yeah. Okay, well, Which do the is, math on that. Do the math seriously. Thirty-one months and thirty-one days in a week in, right. in a month, right? We're, we're talking ten dollars a day. Yeah. Yep. 
Do you really think you're going to find a good sub for five to ten dollars? Somebody you can rely on. So you had to pay them a little. You almost had to pay them two or three days' wages. Yeah. So you yeah. never wanted. So what you or else you're going to get a complaint anyway. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, you're going to get at least six or seven complaints. Yeah. yeah. In fact, remember they even had they they had to implement a system where if you called the form and told them you were had a sub, mm-hmm. they would forgive up to like five complaints huh. because it was just so standard that right. the subs were. Well, one friend of mine, he quit halfway through because he it was too dark and he didn't understand anything. And then you're doing all these notes like you got to go to the back door and find the cast clay milk bottle. Yeah, everybody's rain everybody's, everybody's rain man behavior. Yes. I want it delivered this way or that way, and if it ain't fucking perfect, <laughs> right. I'm right. going to complain. Gonna call. Like my one sub, he he called and he said, "Listen, when you had the note that I had to do the hokey pokey by the third tree, I went home." Like yeah. he's like, "Screw this, man! Right. I thought this was going to be easy, and it's for eight dollars. Yep. Yeah, it's for eight bucks. Yep. So." It, it was not easy, so that was its own little stress and trauma. So, your parents want to go on vacation, or your friends ask you to go to the lake, and you're 10, 11, 12 years old, and you're mm-hmm. saying, I can't. No, I got to work. Yeah. That's a true fucking statement, man. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's. Yeah. Uh, so, so, we're not all in this together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I, anyway, so uh, and what's left nowadays? I mean, really, what's for a kid to do? Yeah. I mean, oh, they can sell for the government or a nonprofit. Nothing. They can Nothing. go sell for a school. They don't get any. They don't I get shit to put in their profit. I got a kid my door every single week trying to sell me Papa John's coupons for his baseball team or his softball. But team that's or about his basketball it. You know, team. is it's no. It's, you can sell for a nonprofit yeah. and you can sell for a school government yeah. if, if you're a kid. You can't work for a non for a private business anymore. Can you? Can you? Motorcycle? You know, there probably still is the, the people that mow the lawn, you know, the kids here and there in the communities, but that's not the... Uh, shoot, my neighbor's got four kids. At least three of them can push a lawnmower. They just had somebody come over and mow, and they've got a, you know, a lawn like yours, right? You can do cash under somebody the come table. Over and do it. Yeah, you can, like Otis, when he was uh, uh, eight, he did a job for... Remember Marty Risky? Uh, he ran for Libertarian uh, Governor. Yeah. Uh, he owns Take-Two Video. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, yeah. MJ, yep. MJ Capelli. Yep. He shut down Take-Two Video. Yeah, but, that's yep. uh, during the During the transferring of the video rentals, mm-hmm. you know, the blockbuster going on, he did the recycle games and kind of the buy, you know, mm-hmm. the, the interme- intermediate pawn shop yeah. of that area, right? That's what they became. Well, he was a smart entrepreneur, and he knew the numbers, and he figured it out. Well... He had to take everything off the shelves, right? Mm. And this is when Otis went to Montessori. He was eight years old. And so him and I are having lunch one day, and and he goes, and he sees Otis reading the menu and just being Otis. And he goes, do you think Otis would be able to uh, put everything back on the shelf alphabetically? Because him and I were talking about it and going, for that eight-year-old boy, he would be so focused and so dedicated to mm. it, and he was. For anyone else, they would look at that as so far beneath them. Yeah. Right. They'd yeah. be either high or drunk or hopefully both. Yeah. And they would be listening to earbuds. Right. They'd be, you know, whatever. Yeah. And here and Checked out, basically. And we talked about it. We're like going, okay, um, he can, he knows the alphabet. Mm-hmm. 
he actually knows the video games better than anything else. Yeah, right. And, and <laughs> so ended up it turned into where he became a customer service floor rep because he knew where the everything games was. Better. And, yep. and yeah, and 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 he ended up. We, we were trying to work with the county to figure out the kids in capitalism program, mm-hmm. and and we got excited, and then you know uh, something happened, and that was the you know life changes. Well, yeah, and kids they but they change. We <laughs> had to try really hard to create and invent an opportunity for our kids, mm-hmm. but even then we had to involve the government because we were afraid that we would end up in not even that we'd get in jail more that we'd end up in the news and on the paper that right works not in a good a way yeah, yeah exactly well you know my teenage daughter i i want her to she can go get a job at culver's now right because they'll they'll, they'll culver's? take yeah you can work there as early as 14 i think yeah right? she just turned 15 we're limited on hours my daughter worked at sandy's donuts Did too she? and yeah oh, they she? were there. Otis is doing landscaping yep. this summer. He's 15. And I yep. see. Yep. yep. That's one of the first jobs yep. I had was landscaping. I offered to buy a uh, uh, shaved ice shack for those guys, for him and his buddies to work at, you know, yep. tropical snow. Heck yep. yeah. Shaved ice. I see one of them over by Don's Car Wash. That's got to be a good business. I don't want to talk about my stuff, but I've offered it up to my kids, too. Let's not put it out on the air what I got. So, okay. There's so, just it's just crazy what they will not take as an olive branch to try to lead them into this. So if somebody my parents had said, "Hey, I'll help you guys set up a, a what a Gilletto or whatever." Right. Oh yeah. That's what that I'm saying. That would have been so, fun. That's what we have here where I think a lot of the younger generation, they're just kind of conditioned and trained to go to the corporations and go to the go go, go to the traditional businesses as opposed to identifying the opportunity mm-hmm. there's not a lot of um, they think they need to go to school to be an entrepreneur dude that's that's, that's why we brought you in because yep. you know you're a former newspaper carrier you're a 1099 employee at age 10 like i was yep that's a true that's a true factual statement correct right. i think our parents might have been at the end of the day but but our name was the first one yeah they had to go to a different sheet of paper to find out that it was the parents actually the 1099 because we got the phone calls not our parents mm-hmm. yep we had to, we were the first line of the uh um yelling at the alpha and omega of the business oh no it's it would, working for yourself i never even thought of this till right now can you imagine being that guy at the at the forum that had to yell at kids all the time <laughs> probably oh. did Oh, we oh, we hated our guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hated her. I hated so the much, one I, I had. I feel so bad. I don't even want to say his name on the yeah. air. Right? Well, we yeah. had nicknames anyway. I mean, everybody on the paper out had nicknames. That's a good point. I don't think it was his real name that we said. No, That's no, sure. no, no. You mean Shitty McShitstein wasn't a real guy? <laughs> no. <laughs> one word. No. Two. I had to grow up rough, kids. Let me show you how yeah. to grow up yeah. rough, huh? Yeah. So, but it was. It's interesting because you know NDSU is doing this entrepreneurs program and UND is doing this entrepreneur program. And then they've got a bunch of, uh, uh, they, they play Shark Tank, right? Yeah. So the kids get to play Shark Tank. Well, now they get a, they, they got to keep subsidizing these. Is that where we're at, though? Is, that, is entrepreneur just like going to become a, 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 a doctor, reality show? a lawyer? So, you know, when, you, when you're a kid and you, you grow up and you want to be a fireman or you want to be, you know, a doctor, or you want to be a teacher... I want to be Richard Branson, so now I can go to school to become Richard Branson. You want to be an influencer. You want to be yeah, a is that, brand. Is that, is that where we're at? You want at? to be an app creator. But or... the government is subsidizing that right now. Well, the so, kids are trying it every day. They're trying to be something different on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. They're always trying to put a brand out on, their, on themselves. Yeah. I've got a seven-year-old who wants to start their own YouTube channel. Absolutely. You know? I would have too, though. Nin- I mean, that's Ninja the thing. makes I, over a million dollars a year. I, who? 
Ninja. Is that... He's a gamer. Is yeah. that like PewDiePie? I don't know. He's a gamer, though. Yeah. Ninja. Does streaming, does Twitch, I think. And yep. Yep. Yeah, that, that's the thing is that my kids look at YouTube and those types of models and go, well, there's people my age making money. Like, So there's a great example. Walking around okay, money. There, that's that's the current mowing the lawn in the, in the paper out yeah, there. It's I mean, YouTube. No, it but, is. Yeah, but that's I don't know, acceptable. for me... I don't know. It's, you, more, it's more of a fantasy because yeah. of how many followers you need to even come close to making money. It's nothing. It's, and you're not following any structure or discipline. No, Think but, about yeah. the structure and discipline what, what, a paper route is. What I'm saying is, is that... They have to have that structure and discipline. No one is stepping in. Okay, so if I'm going to go hire a 12-year-old to work for me, the government is going to step in and say, no, you can't do that, right? There's child labor laws, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. If my son, who's now, he's 15 now, but let's say he was 12, okay? If I have a 12-year-old and he decides he's going to go and try to become an influencer, he can go do that. He's technically working for YouTube, right? Yeah. That's okay. Nobody yeah. cares about that. So we're okay with allowing children to put their energy towards that type of labor, but we're not allowing it anymore out in the tangible world anymore. That's what I'm saying. No. So we... You're correct. Yeah. That, okay. Okay. I'm just making sure I'm following myself here. Because this is kind of new. No, and I don't think we're just a bunch of old dudes complaining about how the youngins do it nowadays. It's, but we are. It's le- well, yeah, but it's there's a legitimate <laughs> when you when you're going to do a paper route or you're going to do lawns. You no, kn- we're not old no, no. at all. You know, there's work involved, right? Correct. I don't know anybody who ever looked at. I'm going to be mowing lawns and going, ah, oh, shit, that's going to be easy. You knew you were working for your money when you're talking about doing YouTube or streaming video games that you play. That's not work. No, that's it, not. That's the fantasy you're talking about. You're thinking right. about just. There's a great example of when you're doing the paper route. You you have a commitment that other people are relying on to where you have to deliver a deadline every day. Yep. By a certain time. Yeah. In exchange, you get something back. If you're a YouTuber, you can put it out whenever you want. Because remember, we're, we're teaching about the time machine this week. Remember the the so you can uh, the you woman can whose kids got kicked out of a Catholic private school. Did you hear about this in California? She was she was Only on one fans. of those OnlyFans sites, right? So she you pay basically for access to content. And the content can range from she's telling stories to it's she's Snapchat hookers. Yeah. I show you. She was apparently not doing anything hardcore. It was like her and outfits that her husband took pictures, right? But she was making $150,000 a month. Big business. Okay. Yeah. Some of the dads of kids going to that school somehow stumbled onto some of her pictures and alerted the school, and the school decided to... Somehow. Somehow. <laughs> they, uh, they, they expelled the kids, right? Okay. And... We we talked about this for hours. I mean, not just the school angle, but we were both like, "How the hell can we make one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month dressing up like that?" Well, obviously, she's got something going for her. But honey, you know, I only bought them when, so I wouldn't when look you at them. when it's it, to me, it's like the NBA or something. It was like the one or two friends I had when I was a kid that that was their plan. I'm going to play in the NFL. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. what if that doesn't work out? The, I don't the know. yeah. What are they upset about? Huh? Why they was she naked? They were upset because yeah, they were risque. You know, she risque, was in, like so. so she's dressed in like a, you know. Are you really 
You, 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 went to, you went to more Catholic school than I did. I did, I did. I Are mean, you really did, asking that question? Well, I'm wondering, I mean, is this, is this broad just fucking hot and she's putting herself out there and one of the moms got pissed because the old man was because rubbing one out are, on it? Yeah, I think that Very, was probably it because apparently, is that what happened? apparently they were having a troubled marriage. They decided to take some pictures and spice things up. They put them online. Mm-hmm. Anonymously, they started to get followers. They found a way to monetize it. They weren't advertising this. Sure, you know, I don't think I, this is any different than if somebody works at a bar or a. But I don't know. I'd like to know the details whatever. how it came out, yeah. how it got well, caught. From what it sounds, what, what it, complaints? Yeah, it yeah, sounds like basically is was it a mom? Harvey Prisoners. I, I bet you it was a mom found her husband looking at pictures, recognized it, hated her from the PTA meetings, called it in. She's laughing all the way to the bank. I mean, because she's making $150,000 a month and probably more now that she got all that advertising. This is what Vegas should be putting odds on. No kidding. What the reality of stories are. So, what, okay, what, do you, what, what's your, what are your odds on this? Well, I, I bet she goes on to make more money. No, no. What, what was your, what, what was, how did you think she got busted? I think she got busted by another mom at the school found the husband looking at something. I think her best friend turned her in because that's the way they roll sometimes. Oh, yeah. What do you think? Jealous of hearing about her making all the money. (laughs) Right, exactly. Exactly. Yes. Oh, we got the, we got the better odds. Woo-hoo. Yes. Wasn't that what they always say? They turn on each other type They do. They do. Yep. Who's they? Never mind. But you know, they say a lot. It's like, sure, okay, if you can start a business and do nothing and make one hundred fifty thousand a month, awesome. But most people won't and can't, right? So I never thought of that whole side of things because I get, you know, I I I call them Snapchat hookers, where that's just because they give you rates. Well, these you know with these dating apps. They'll say, hey, let's talk on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm oh, okay, well, this, this could get interesting. Yeah. What's Snapchat? So I pull it up, and they're all, they're all just, I, like I say, they're Snapchat hookers. They, they're only fans. Paywalls. Or yeah. hey, let's yeah. hook up, meet up, give me $1,000 up front, and I'll, you know, and I'll, and I'll never talk to you again, or whatever their, <laughs> whatever their business model is that works. I have no idea. All I know is that I don't do it, right? Right. So, um, but I, I, I see the model. Mm-hmm. I definitely see it. And some of them, they, like, what is it, like, five bucks a month for some of the entry-level prices all the way up to, like I said, a thousand bucks. So I see where it could work. But at the same time, what if you're a minor? Who's in trouble on that? The guy who buys the $5 subscription or Snapchat for, for facilitating it? Probably both. I mean, but I'm sure there's some... Well, Snapchat is for kids. Right. It's, 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 it's targeted for youth, right? As far as I know, I know a lot of adults on it. Well, yeah, yeah I know. It's mostly people have affairs, from what I understand. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> that's, that's what I always hear. My <laughs> wife told me not to go on that. That's so. why! Because of that reason! Yeah. So, anyway. Or talk to anybody that I used to Getting back know. to being paper boys and capitalists. <laughs> probably- you know, I do the, the modern-day equivalent, I guess, is I've, you know, Uber Eats... Food dudes, food delivery. That just what, sort of occurred to me. Is what are you talking about? In the lawn, in the mowing the lawn category, like that's a job that is available out there. But no, 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 no. These are kids. No, no, no. We got to talk about before there's even a possibility of them even having a way to get around. Mm-hmm. You a know, bike. a bike, a bike. Yeah, it's yeah. all biking. It's all taking city transportation. You yeah. don't. The other part that is is interesting to me, and I don't think that. 
Um, and I, I'd like to know if this is the new marketplace. Like, if the new marketplace is that you have to go to a bank and say, I need money to, do, to, to make a salary so that I can go do this job. Because every single one of these entrepreneurs that I've seen that, they, that they've showcased as the new entrepreneurs of the next millennium, they pay themselves a salary. I never had that luxury out of the gate. I had to go put business on and, and start from scratch and kind of like how the newspaper was. Right. Okay. I mean, the newspaper, we didn't get a guaranteed check. We got a guaranteed bill. Yep. Seriously. We yeah, got a guaranteed I know. bill. Yeah. Yep. We didn't get a guaranteed check. Yeah. And that's what I mean. So if, if business, if, if uh, you had to pay and then you kept your profit, right? We had to pay yeah. them the form. Yeah. The, the newspaper collected from us. Mm-hmm. From one person, okay, we had to go collect from 150. Yeah, from 120. Dude, I did a stint as a bill collector once. I would not like to so, collect money from people. It sucks. I would like to know how that is explained at the university level, mm-hmm. because that's an amazing skill that I don't even know. Is that even a thing anymore? Because I also want to know how do you determine your salary? Because I'll take 180 thousand dollars a year. <laughs> Right? Is that what, I mean, how, how else do you do it? I don't know. Is I this, honestly have never the, had that much money that it's been a problem. Does the government or the bank determine your salary based on your, your experience? I mean, seriously, how does that work? If you, if you go to a bank and say, I'm going to start this business up, I provide a service rather than a tangible product, I'd like to make $180,000 a year. I mean, who are they to say no, right? Well, I, I think you can run your business however you want. It'd probably be really short. If you're giving yourself that kind of... Okay. Yeah. That's fine. But hey. Two years? That's fine. You're just looking for a quick payout. No, I'm trying to figure out what it is to be an entrepreneur now. Yeah. I'm serious. I'm trying to figure out... That's why... Well, it sounds like you've got to figure it out. That's why Motorcycle's here, because he's a business owner because of being a newspaper carrier. Mm -hmm. Isn't it very similar from being a carrier? Well, it is, especially in the bill collection side. It's very Talk easy to ask money. Talk about your bill collecting experience. <laughs> oh, jeez. At the newspaper level, it was fantastic. When you were a kid, yeah. Yeah, it was great. You I had mean, to go door to door, didn't you? Door to door, yeah. Well, that's where I sold some of my wax and so that stuff. Another so, sales opportunity. Yeah, it was door to door, and you knew who paid cash, because mm-hmm. if you wanted cash right now, you knew who paid it. Did you, who you get, go to? Did you have uh, a bill, or did you get a check from the newspaper? I got a bill okay. from the newspaper. And now, we went over to a certain bank that they wanted us to pay those bills at. I forgot about that. Yeah. They made us bank at a certain place, too. Correct. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, they probably got a better deal because all of you. They completely directed all of us small business owners to yeah. go to a certain bank. Yeah. Yep. That bank, by the way, is the first billionaire family in the state of North Dakota now. Oh, good for Who's them. that? I'll tell you off the air. Okay. <laughs> Not like that one's going to be too hard to figure out in North Amazing. Dakota. It's all public records. I was, well, yeah, there's, to go there's only a half dozen banks, so. Yeah. <laughs> well. I forgot. I mean, it just dawned on me that we had to go to the certain bank. Just so, but to, anyway, but um, there were some people that there was two different types. There was uh, uh, collect, where mm-hmm. you had to go door to door to collect. You knew. And then there was pay by mail, Dude. it was called. And those were the people that would pay directly to the uh, newspaper. Those are great people. But there were so few and far between. Like, my paper route, it was less than 20% of my route. Okay. Okay? But apartments, because they were higher risk, they forced a lot of apartments 
to pay by mail. So these son of a bitch kids, <laughs> these son of a bitch rich kids. Man, they it was get always all, the rich kids they, that got these routes so, too. So they got a ton of customers, it was, and it was all like paperless. They, oh, pay by like, mail. They pretty boom. much got the check. They nice. they would get a check in the mail, so yeah. they would only have a handful of like a dozen companies to go collect, right? right? But the way it worked was is that. You had to buy the newspapers for six cents a piece or I think 20 cents on the weekend. You know, mm-hmm. I think it was 12 on Saturday and 24 cents on a Sunday or something like that. And then um, you would turn around and, and charge them 30 cents or a nickel or whatever. Mm-hmm. The, you'd have a little bit of a markup, right? So the form then would bill me $350 a month. And like I said, if I perfectly maxed out everybody was home and they they got me i would be like six fifty seven hundred dollars so i'd make between three hundred and four hundred dollars a month that's good money then that's man great money right yeah mm-hmm. not when that's you start a... doing the math though and averaging and the daily and, and yeah. all that other stuff however the problem is it's very difficult to get 150 people collected from in one month yeah that's very hard to do when you're walking on your feet and on your bike. Was there like rollover? Thirty below. Oh, constantly, was, you're constantly picking up the next, the but last. You're, but you're, you're not allowed to cut them off. No, you had to carry them. If unless they canceled their subscription, you had they to keep delivering to them, or you would get punished. Man, is that ruthless? Yeah, it is if, ruthless. It was ruthless. That's if, how they made money. If you but wanted to build protest, character, yeah, it builds character. Well, yeah, yeah. Puts hair in your chest, like my dad used no, to say. No, seriously, it made us. It, it yeah. made us who we are, as far as getting through business. You know, and the remarkable part about all that is that uh, now everybody just pays, and these apartments and things, they just yeah. have to drop them off at the door. They don't even have to go in, in the apartments now and drop them off door to door. There's like all these new apartments. They've got like a centralized desk. Yeah, and there's you just come and like, pick yours like up. A caretaker yeah, or yeah. thing like that. Some somebody who doorman type of a thing. Last and, time I lived in an apartment, it was part of your rent. You yeah. got a paper. Yeah. yeah, they do things like that now. And so, there's no way you could do it like like we did it. Nah. I mean, it's just too dangerous of a day and age. It's no kidding, man. It, it, it's just not there. You know, it's funny. We live in a time where it's far easier to keep tabs on where our kids are, and yet you would think you would have thought that that would have made us more hands off. Because you can feel safer. safer. Yeah. But there was something about see you before dark, and that was nine hours away, and that was the next time you were going to talk to them. That was the next time they were going to know where you were. You know, it's hard to do nowadays. Oh, it used to be that you would leave in the morning after breakfast or even before breakfast. Mm -hmm. And as long as you communicated before dinner or were home before dinner, that was, you, it wasn't unusual. You, you could have been anywhere. Yeah. You, you could have yeah. went out of town and back, and they wouldn't have had any mm-hmm. idea because there was no cell phones and there was no expectation to make a phone call. Yeah, because it just that wasn't a thing. Yeah. you know. I mean, we were joking before when he was a kid, um, and I was a kid. You know about how I would use my my dad who worked at the post office for photocopies. Mm-hmm. There was not a lot of places that even had a photocopy machine. Yeah, that wouldn't have like been a, a regional business thing. Yeah, there wasn't an Office Max you just run into. His there. dad had a uh, what was it? An Office Center? No, a message center. Oh, yeah, explain answering, that. An answering service. Yeah, explain the heck what that was yeah. for all the kids out there. So, as a small business owner, you can't always have somebody there, right? Mm-hmm. So you had a centralized answering service. So it would ring three times mm-hmm. at our house and at the office. 
after three times, then it would ring through to the answering service. Huh. And they'd pick up and okay. then get you a message. One of the other perks with the answering service is they had a Xerox machine. Ooh. So if you needed photocopies, it was, yeah. you would go to places like that. Yeah. I mean, they didn't even really have a Kinko's back then. Uh, I mean, that was until the 90s, really, when ink got, you know, a yeah. little bit more. No, if you had access to a photocopy machine Ooh. back then, man, that was gold. That was a big... In fact, we would use um, what Especially was called carbon for paper. It. Oh, yeah. Carbon right. paper. Transfer paper, yeah. Yeah, traced. Right. Yeah. You would use that a lot of times because a photocopy machine just wasn't accessible. No. One of the best scenes in all movies, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, they get the, they get the test... Yep. Given to them and they all sniff the paper. Sniff the paper. They sniff the paper. <laughs> when, I, when I first started doing <laughs> home inspections over a decade ago, I was using carbon transfer and I was doing it by hand so that I could give my client a copy right then and there. Never mind, you couldn't read half of it. Yeah. You know? oh, that's right. And Back in blurry. my real estate days, they would that's have funny. like about six sheets mm-hmm. with carbons yeah. on Yeah, and yeah. you would just, yeah. by the third one down, you're like, okay, well, yeah, that looks like somebody signed it. Right. Here's, <laughs> here's the pink sheet that's got three <laughs> scratches on yeah, it. Yeah, chicken marks end. here. Yeah, that's how that goes. <laughs> well, I to me, like I said, I still, when I see the uh, owner of the uh, Fargo Farm, which he's he's built an incredible empire, with being the uh, independent, largest independent newspaper chain. I still thank him for it because I think there was so much good that came out of the work ethic and just figuring out how to... Because uh, really, yeah, we talk about the extortion and just the ruthlessness. Oh, man. But at the end of the day, they, they did create opportunity. 100% grateful for my opportunity. Totally. This is not bashing the Marcial yeah. family whatsoever. I love that family for what I got to do. Yeah. I mean, we did times where they would get us get a group of us together to go and get subscriptions okay Re- they called it crewing or going out so or go out like as a group yep yep yep, yep. Oh, a crew, yeah, my, crewing. My, mine was not a good experience what was yours mine had to sell a certain amount of subscriptions and you got like free tickets and we didn't even get that so oh it was awesome for us because the circulation director was out there and there would be like 12 of us in a van and he'd a whole fan out a bunch of cash mm-hmm. whoever comes back with the most gets this damn i got 20 bucks if okay. you come back you know so that's the way you incentivize right man right yeah well, i know but, the, uh, but but here here let me go off yeah. on something else mm-hmm. yeah. remember what i told you about selling a product right if you know if if they tell you how to do it you do it you follow the method you right. follow the method because yeah. my thought was well i got this i'll i'll sell some newspapers mm-hmm always came back short guy'd come in the van a buddy of mine always pulling down the cash Mm -hmm. i'm wondering how'd you do it how did you do it he says i do exactly what they said to do (laughs) i hold up the newspaper in front of me Uh i explain the features and benefits of how what the you buying this newspaper i can do for you and what you can do for me and they bite every time there's a reason they come up with that kind of marketing stuff, right? I, you'd come home with a hundred bucks in a night. Damn, eighty bucks, sixty bucks. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of that's money. That's a lot when of money when you're ten or age. eleven years old. Heck yeah! Man. Well, this was when we were about thirteen. Uh, but still, that's 14. like that's like take all your friends out to the movies, money. You know? Right, right. This is back in the mid '80s. Okay. This is back in '85, '86. Wow. So I'm dating myself here. <laughs> hey, I, was in, I was in sixth grade. I'm going to check something here, guys, so go ahead and speak. Please tell me we've been recording. All right, we got the technical difficulty taken care of, so we're going to just kind of do a little wrap-up here about the recruiting, the crewing, 
that sort of thing. And because and, the idea, from what I understand, is that there was, we were going to go put on new customers for the newspaper. And it was a Sunday subscription. There was a weekend-only subscription. There Saturday, was a, they called it daily or daily Sunday or Sunday only or daily only. And then there was the daily. Yep. Yeah, daily only. You had Sunday only. You could have daily and Sunday. Three different options is what I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. That sounds right. I think yeah. I said that right. Yeah. All right. And so what, what they would do is they had a list, of course, because they were, they're, they're, they were, I remember the newspaper told me once, we were in the circulation business. We actually just do newspapers by, you know, because yeah. their di- distribution was so mm-hmm. good. So you'd go to essentially the houses that didn't have the newspaper. And well, you, you went to every house. Oh, if, you did. You went to every house if they had. Oh, the, that's right. You tried to up their subscription them. if they had. Well, one. you'd upsell them, or you would just have a nice day. Right. Just checking but, in. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So, so like, it was a shotgun out of the gate. It was yeah. There was door to sixteen door. kids coming out of a van. Wow. You cover this neighborhood, and I barely you, remember this at all. I, I remember the van yeah. more than anything because they got a twelve pack of Coke. Yeah. And our um, family didn't allow soft drinks. So I I just drank the Coke, and that was the highlight. As Man. Oh, they went to Hardee's, and they'd throw, oh. che- they'd throw yeah, hamburgers and cheeseburgers. Yeah, yep. Burger King. Now, today, if you stopped in the middle of the street and a van full of 12 kids jumped out, <laughs> someone called the cops. For sure. You'd be like, there's a riot. For sure. They're going door to door. Pedophile on Main Street. Yeah, he's waving Pedophile money at these kids. Looting. People are he's loading children up. into the van. They're taking all my gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine a guy driving with six kids in a van down streets? Oh, that man. would be. Everybody would report that guy to the cops. You know, that's what's made being an ice cream truck guy really hard. For the last 15 years dress or so. up like a clown and yeah. bring in the whole oh, yeah. SWAT team. Because everybody man. loves clowns. Just call yeah. it just be done. <laughs> Jeez. So, Boy, so, well, and you're, if you're that guy and you got to go to the bar and meet up with your friends, what kind of shit are they going to oh, give man. you for your job? Oh, no kidding. <laughs> man. Especially if you pull up in the van. Yeah, you got the van. But as a so. kid, so you go up there door to door. Yep. And you don't know what they are. No. Because you're going to neighborhoods that are not your neighborhood. That's I we right. went, I went to West Fargo, right. some place I've never been. Yeah, and that's right because you go there and you say hi. My name is Jason. I'm with the uh, Forum Communications. And are you a subscriber? That's right. You ask them first. Are you a subscriber? Yep. And if they say no, well, there you go. Then you've got this script. Mm-hmm. They give you a script, yep. which I didn't pay attention to. And then if they were a subscriber you'd say well thank you very much i think maybe even had like a thing you give them i think we gave them like a thank you card or i don't remember anything okay i think that we had like a it was not a card but you'd have one newspaper you'd bring with you just no you the demo model right you'd have extra newspapers and you'd give them a complimentary right that makes sense yes i do remember that part because i always held the newspaper in front of me when i'd give them my Yep. Sales pitch. There was a guy in high school that the did don't that, shoot me. That um, to me with uh, uh, trucker pills. He gave me a couple trucker pills trucker. to try. Oh yeah, some white. <laughs> Just, and then he came back a week white later cross. and said, "Hey, you, you like those trucker pills? I'll get you some more." Yeah, your first dealer. I, and I said, to, "We used to do this as a form delivery boy too. <laughs> yeah. We would give somebody a." couple newspapers yeah you like come you back like them sunday not comics to get, not to like get too comics? far off the beaten yeah, path here but you know this there was no sex offender notification and oh. knowing if you're in a neighborhood where there's a sex offender yeah 
See, so that's there was none legit. of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. nothing. Th- Here's I an was... unattended child knocking on a door. Right, right. In a different neighborhood, with a right. guy in a van listening to the Twins game while he's eating some Hardee's, <laughs> while the kids go out and do the work. <laughs> Love it. Oh man, this is great. Let's go further. Okay, but that's so... where I learned. You know, that's where I learned. <laughs> How, how to watch and to pick up what other people do in sales. Totally. You know, well, that, that was my thing when I would go collecting and I would go do some of these because we would have to go to the customers yeah. on our block like once a year to just ask them if they would be subscribers and they would give you a considerable commission. They, yeah. would, they made it worth your while. Did you listen to them, or did you think you knew what you were doing? Shooting I thought from I knew what co- I was doing yeah. from the hip. I threw the script script See? away. Yeah, we got two totally different examples. You followed the script. You well, I had to be thing. told to do that, though. And if I called, this guy, if I wouldn't have asked the question, I wouldn't have known. And you're like, hey, how are you making it but work? You got to be humble. You right. got to figure that out. You got to be humble. You well, and to be able to learn that at eleven or twelve, that's that's important. I think a lot of no- times nowadays, people still haven't learned about being humble. I was too worried. I was at that age. I didn't wear gloves outside mm-hmm. in the winter because it wasn't cool. So I would, you know, the, the script wasn't cool. And so in my mind, I was that guy from Office Space. Will you like to buy some of my magazines? You know, selling the magazines. In my yeah. mind, that's what that's I came who, across yeah. as. So I'm like, hey, how you guys doing? Do you even, want, you know, like, Do you I'm, smoke I'm, crack? I'm, I'm too cool yes. to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Right, that's not what I should have said. <laughs> you want to subscribe to a paper, or am I going to have to come back and rob your house sometime? <laughs> that would have been a better yeah, approach, yeah. too. But but you said you actually made some money doing it, so you I did. You did it right. I did it wrong. So I I, I called it one of the worst mistakes I ever made. But uh, you made some cash, huh? Yeah, I enjoyed it. So yeah, did you yeah. follow the script? I did, right to the letter. <sighs> So have you developed your own? The guy's name now? is Brian. Uh, he he said I do exactly this. Still not learning. I my said lesson. get out. No way. Yes, I do exactly this, and that's why I now, win every time. See, I think that's actually a powerful lesson at that age to actually hear. So wait, doing it the way they tell you to do it is the right way to do it. Because well, you got to have the balls. Like, you got to have the balls to go do humble. it afterwards. Yeah. You know, yeah. just to see—is he setting me up and making me look like a dumbass right. here, or is this really? You got to have the balls to do that. Oh, that's Absolutely, so funny. it's true. It's like right? a, uh, it's like a crucible, you know, at a very young age. Oh yeah, that dog's nice. Go pet him. Yeah. Well, oh, speaking of dogs, man, I had a, the nicknames. I had a gal we called Dog Lady. She had like thirteen dogs, and one was a Doberman that could leap the fence. Do you have any dogs you had to deal I with? I did. In fact, uh, we had one single woman, you know, kind of that hermit hermit mm-hmm. lady, you know, yeah. shut in, if you will. Nice lady, you know. In fact, did you call her they, dog lady? They were uh, killer dog lady. Yep. Killer dog killer lady. Killer dog lady. Because she had uh, some kind of some kind of attack dog and it did attack me one day and that happened to be the day i would only wear the newspaper sling right Mm -hmm. the 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 sling satchel the cool messenger bag i would only wear that one day a week because of the size of the newspapers but normally i just carried them in my arm Mm -hmm. you know i just had a black arm i had a black arm (laughs) all that ink all that ink right so you carry your shirt is screwed Oh, this yeah. You'd have this to. day it was a Saturday because the Saturday ones were a little bit bigger back in the day because the TV guide came in there. So I sound like a mailman now. <laughs> Damn you, Sears catalog. No, now you sound like my grandpa. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Sunday newspaper. Wednesdays are bad. Too. Wednesdays were bad. Oh yeah, that's uh, Hornbacher's uh, uh, coupon day. Coupon. Yeah, from the grocery stores. Coupons. 
But on Saturday, I had the satchel because that was the one day. That's when the dog attacked me and it ripped that satchel oh, apart. Man. So if my my uh, sling satchel went to been there with about a six inch buffer of newspapers, <laughs> my we, leg would have been. We just might not be talking to you right oh, now. Totally, yeah. She felt bad. Gave me a two dollar tip. Hey, there you go. So we're, I guess we're square. <laughs> you guessed now. <laughs> Forty years later, well, you don't hold a grudge. Tips, you get good Christmas tips. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we get extra money at Christmas. Nice. And then there was this. And I, I don't leave know, beer for the garbage guy. I'm not sure if you had this or not, but I got in junior high, okay, when we got mopeds and bikes and just a little more freedom. Well, they started getting strip malls in my neck of the woods, right? And so we had a Godfather's pizza and a Little Caesars pizza, and pretty soon I had some cash. Yeah, options and, and oh, money. yeah. And when I say cash flow, what we'd do is we would go and know which houses paid cash which one's tipped. So the ones who paid by check, that's when I'm going to go work. I need $12 right now to go buy pizza for me and the buddies. Yeah. And so you was it a hit. weekly collection or just whenever? Monthly. 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 Just monthly? Okay. But you were, you were collecting all month all long. All the time. All yeah. month long. Yeah. You were just collecting all the time. If you were lucky, you could go out a couple times a week. But Some nights you just... You just bust ass some nights, and, 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 you gotta, and you'd get like eighty percent of it done. But you nice. got to understand, most of the kids that were newspaper carriers were leaders in their schools. Mm-hmm. So they were. For me, I played baseball, basketball. I ran track and cross country. Lots of extracurricular stuff. One year. Yeah, I was an altar boy, taught Sunday school, so I was involved in so many different things. That night collecting. I was lucky if I could do it a little bit, so a lot of mine was on the weekend, actually. I don't know about you, but... I did it at nighttime, weeknights. Well, you were a hockey, so you were involved. Yeah, I was involved. Did you play football? Uh, Up till freshman year. So when you were a carrier, you played football then, too. Yeah, so you had to juggle. Jesus, a little probably bit. had more of a yeah. juggling schedule Yeah, I was going to say, more going on then. I had a lot of family help, though. I got to say that. You know, there was always family helping and, you know, picking up the slack when I needed that because I would be gone for, for some of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so. it's nice to have that kind of support. I got lucky. My brother, who's three years older than me, he's the uh, wrestling coach at mm-hmm. uh, the high school in town. Uh, he got a paper out next to mine. So him and I, we controlled. So each block was three blocks. Okay, so mine was five blocks. I mm-hmm. had one whole block and then two-thirds of another block. And then he had the next third and then the one block over. So he had three and a half blocks because one of his blocks was not housing it was a park Mm -hmm. and then so i had five i had the bigger route actually but on sundays we'd combine our powers together (laughs) and so we would work together you know and so we'd actually finish jam faster on a sunday than it would take us individually during the week Mm -hmm. and then um and then when we sub of course we'd try to at least go to each other first right that was the other part of the uh i wanted to talk about that was the subbing part that was so difficult You'd actually be better off bartering with other newspaper carriers. Like, I'll fill in for you one time. Oh, that's exactly how it went and for then us. And I'll fill in from you. Otherwise, you'd lose money. Yeah. yeah. If all yeah. three of us went on vacation, it sucked. Right. Yeah, because then you actually had to it find was, somebody. Oh, we're yeah. going on a town on the 4th of July, too. Crap. Crap. Like, yeah. like I said, if you got invited to a friend's late cabin for the weekend... In your mind, you're like going, that's going to cost me a week of work easily to yeah. pay a sub to do yeah. this. Yeah. 
That's why the bar- let alone find show. one. I mean, you got your mind is not with it. You're a control freak. You mm-hmm. want to? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're yeah, that into you're it, you're just not gonna let it's it hard go. To give it up. Yeah, exactly. You're worried about it yeah. fuck, getting fucked yeah. up. Oh, and then the newspaper they had some some day labor ready people that yeah, apparently would fill in that would cost you more in complaints than anything. So it's just not even worth it. No, it makes sense to do the trade because then you've both got an interest in making yeah. sure it gets done right. Right. You know? Totally. And then, and then usually it was somebody within a certain amount of uh, distance. And yeah. if you biked and got up early enough, you could get it done. And then you knew how to read the code too. Well, that I was, was going to say part. what you, you guys were talking code. about where it's like, well, yeah, in this house, you got to put it behind the rock. And in that house, it's got to be up on the second story roof. <laughs> to do the hokey pokey yeah this one you gotta Otherwise throw into the, the do- pool the dog attacks you yeah know? yeah <laughs> it's all kinds of weird yeah. stuff make sure you leave two drops of blood or the dog will attack good times man we better wrap up here as we kind of just i don't even know what we're gonna call this show today but this is our play hard work hard morning show where we're just talking about you know and the, the learning lesson for me is you know as we get into this new age of everything kind of the old school entrepreneurs going away I mean, I feel like we just did a history class right now. I, I feel really old with some of the stories we just discussed. I really do. Well, I'm, I, not I, even, I think I'm not even 50 yet. I, I, I just think there's so much being missed out by the, this younger generation by not having the opportunities to, to kind of take ownership and have an autonomy to, to something like the, a paper route mm-hmm. was to us. Yep. You know, you don't have that to, to, to run your own little business and... You know, some houses aren't, you know, they, a kid needs that. That's you, their only way of. That might be their, their best way out, right? Did well, you it have, sustains them for the moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did you have kitchen uh, table economics? Did you sit down with your mom and go through the budget and all that stuff in terms of uh, collecting and just on a bigger scale or anything like that at all? Yeah, yeah. And in fact, we, I had a drawer dedicated to everything, the bills and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. This is no so the household I grew up in, you know, the Catholic household I grew up in. Yep. We we sat down and we'd go over what the projection was, what my this was, the gross and the net, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you know what the next thing was, and what had to go first was the tithe. No shit. I had to go and collect my tithe. Wow. To give to the church. Or the nonprofit, you know, right. it was my choice. Right, but my but, mom, you know, it was easy just to give it to the mm-hmm. church. But if I wanted to give it to the soup kitchen or whatever, I could do well, that. Catholics, they gave us envelopes when we were kids to teach us how to <laughs> give money. <laughs> so money. you would, you did it anyway, man. But, and, right, and all my mom was saying you is did. that is that I don't make care, it easier for you. Right, right, don't care where you give it. That's good conditioning. But you're going to give. That's yeah. all she was doing. Was yeah. she was doing that? Conditioning, and then we had a certain percentage for my go get pizza money right. and everything else along those lines. Remember when they started putting pictures on those? Mm-hmm. They went from uh, just a plank blank envelope, and then they started putting graphics on there to well, make, little, it, make it a little uh, hipper. Well, Joe Camel did it. Yeah. Hey. Psh. Collect your Catholic miles. Well, we get them as kids, you know, in the Catholics. Your parents would have the big envelope for to put a full check in, and right. they just gave you a little one so you could throw your change throw your in. Throw your coins in. Oh my gosh, I've seen, oh, I've seen gotta, them. Do you remember those? Well, You've seen those? Catholic, okay. But I've seen them. I've seen them. Well, we got to wrap her up, folks. Say goodbye. 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 I carry a note in the pocket of life and a pencil and erase by my side. Well, I feel alright. I'm doing okay. I'm here for the moment. You know that I'm on my way. I came in now. 
music heard on the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, is by the Moody River Band. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. The Crude Life, Play Hard, Work Hard, is sponsored in part by Chewy Paws. All natural elk, deer, moose, and caribou antler chews for dogs. USA sourced premium quality and no preservatives. They love what we do in oil and gas, and all profits go to the dogs. That's Chewy Paws. Check out their website, ChewyPaws.com. That's ChewyPaws with a Z.com. The Crude Life Play Hard, Work Hard is sponsored in part by... For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. Time now to work hard on the Swan Energy phone lines. Kate Hornbrook, Ace Fluid Solutions. Let's start off about Ace Fluid Solutions first because my understanding is you recently... Have some new crew members, some new teammates, some new colleagues, if you will, and even a new name. So uh, talk about the new name, and then we'll get into the Oilfield Connections event. So, yes, we recently just changed our company name from Ace Completions to Ace Fluid Solutions because we just merged with, well, we just completed our merge with Terra Oilfield Services. So... Um, instead of keeping the ACE Completions name and or the Terra name, we decided to go with ACE Fluid Solutions. Uh, we're going to be having new swag. We've got a new logo. All of our email addresses and signatures have changed. So it's exciting. It's definitely a new step forward that brings the water treatment side to our chemical services. So it's exciting, definitely. What is it you guys are doing now, uh, whether it's new services you're adding through Terra or just, you know, eliminating through just, you know, focusing on one area? Just kind of what, what is the new service package, if you will, from uh, so Ace, Ace Fluids? Ace Fluid Solutions. Okay. There we go. So essentially, um, Ace Completions, we provided chemicals bulk frat chemicals to be exact. And now we will be offering water treatment services alongside of that. So it kind of encompasses the whole frat completions operation now. Oh, can't wait to sit down and have our next industrial forest meeting in June to find out how exactly we can use recycled frac water to water the trees for the industrial forest down in the Permian. But that's a different 
discussion for a different day. That's what we call a tease in the industry, folks. <laughs> but the next tease is going to be for Kate Hornbrook and OCI, Oil Field Connections International. She is the president of the Permian Chapter, and they have an event coming up. So let's do the rundown, the dates, the sponsors, the speakers. Let's, let's do it. So our next event is going to be on May 6th, um, our usual first Thursday of the month. Um, our speaker is going to be Mick Hager with Canine Pipeline Inspections. Um, and, I mean, who doesn't love dogs? I know you do. So I think that'll be a great speaker to have. Um, it's going to be from 1130 to 130 at the Rolling Sevens Ranch in Odessa. Um, our sponsor is Permian Lide, Permian Tank. Um, and then some of the proceeds from the event will be going to the OHH Rig Rider member who was diagnosed with stage four cancer. So hopefully that'll be able to uh, give him a little bit of donation to, to help out with that. Because I think we all know that uh, cancer is super detrimental and, and is a financial burden, no doubt. Send me some links and information on that. We'll make sure we get it up at the Crude Life as well. Awesome. I definitely will. And we'll even put it in the social media rotation and uh, et cetera. So uh, Mick Hager, Canine Pipe Inspection, she's the featured speaker. Is that right? Yes. Yes, she is. And you mentioned Permian Line and Tank? Permian Lide, L-I-D-E. L-I-D-E. Okay. Yep. Sorry about that. I just wanted to make sure. No, no, I, it's I, hard to tell. Oh, it is. And, you know, there's lines being used in the oil and gas, too. So I wanted to clarify on that. Permian Lied and Tank, I believe they're even out of Belfouche. They've got offices in uh, Denver, Belfouche, and down in the Permian. Yeah. No, they're a pretty big operation. Yeah. So uh, we're happy to have them as a sponsor for the event. We have radio stations in Belfouche. That's why I know this. We've got... Um, well, we actually have the Belfouche radio station, and then we've got Newcastle and then Sundance as well on the uh, eastern side of Wyoming, so we can reach the Casper market and Gillette market. And for me, the Black Hills, because, oh, I'd love to retire in the Black Hills someday. Just have always had a spiritual connection to that place. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> Uh, so, okay, so that's coming up. And then uh, g give us the rundown one more time. When is the date? And uh, is, is there a charge? Can you, do you have to be a member? Can you not so, be a member? So May 6th is the date um, from 1130 to 130 Rolling Sevens Ranch. Um, there is a charge for the luncheon. If you're a member, it's $20. If you're not a member, it's $25. To become a member, you can go to the Oil Field Connections website. It's a $35 annual charge. Or for corporate membership, it's $300, and you get five members of your corporate corporation underneath that. I know it's been growing over the last couple of years very nicely. Um, and, you know, it's kind of it's been fun to watch grow. And I know when I went, uh, I paid, of course, the non-member because I wasn't a member at, of the Permian chapter. And. Um, great time. I mean, and I think, wasn't there a lunch included too? Yes, there's always lunch included. That's what you I thought. Uh, okay. You can't bring people together and not provide food, Jason. Well, I know, but you know me with my weird, my weird diet, you know, being, being the cancer survivor. And so I, I know about that firsthand. I'm always kind of very picky with my diet. So I, I always forget. I always just 
kind of assume I'm going to bring my own food to any event I go to. And if there's <laughs> anything that I can eat there, I get happy on. And I usually keep that to myself because, you know, I, people like me annoy me. So I generally keep it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but okay. So and then let's give your company one last plug too. So we've got a merger done and, and the name of the company uh, used it's to be Ace Ace Completions and and now we're Ace Fluid Solutions. And what was the company you merged with? Terra Oilfield Services. Terra Oilfield Solutions. Terra like an Earth. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And then Ace Solutions. So cool, awesome. Well, how can people uh, get in touch? Do you have a new website? So yes, uh, it's acefluids.com, okay. but I'm actually not sure if the the new official website is up and running. We just finished up our, our new LinkedIn page, so go ahead and go like that up, Ace Fluid Solutions on LinkedIn. But uh, stand by for the official uh, change of the website, which will be acefluids.com. Acefluids.com. Just go bookmark it and just keep checking back until it's up. There you go. There's your assignment yes, for the week. Yes, stand by for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it on my Google alert, okay? Perfect. <laughs> Exclusive interview industry news, environmental innovation at thecrudelife.com. Jason Space. Thank you for joining the program today. You know, I, I come from an oil background. My family's been in the oil and gas industry for 60 years. I, I think the thing with a younger generation is the younger generation has pretty much bought into the climate change phenomenon. They really believe everything that people tell them. We just want to thank everybody that has been so supportive of us, and especially you, Jason. Without, without your help, I don't think our event would be as successful as it is. So I, I don't want to be real critical of them because being a guy who's, you know, dad has several small businesses and, and coming from that sort of small business background, I get it. I mean, the, the, the operators here were put in a real bad position by the state of North Dakota. I'm glad that we've got people like you to pay attention and bring us information on stuff like this. Prices can't go any lower for services. I, I, they're, they're too low right now. I, our margins are in the single percentage point if we're lucky, and we're not lucky that often. You're exactly right. ESG is becoming more and more important to shareholders. I can speak for my 20 companies. They take it very serious. It makes perfect sense, and I thought you had a really good show last week. Jason, I love your inquisitive questions because you you ask important questions that that lead to the most important truths. Hey, this is Kevin Kramer representing proudly the state of North Dakota United States Senate. Talking to Jason Speece, who's like the best energy interviewer in the world. No one does an interview like Jason Speece. Well, yeah, I like living the crude life, so. <laughs> the Crude Life with host Jason Speece. My name is Jason Speece, and this is the Crude Life Daily Update. On today's episode, we talk with U.S. Senator Kevin Kramer. So, you're, you're exactly right. The irony is so rich. 
Jason, if I might just for a moment speak to the, the point of left-wing environmental activism. What these folks want to do is what they really are doing, whether they want to or not, if they believe in global climate change and the contribution of greenhouse gas emissions to that, in other words, and, and people uh, uh, contributing, they're doing everything backwards. They're, they're simply transferring their guilt to other countries. They're going to make us more dependent, not less dependent, on oil from other places that produce it with much more greenhouse gas emissions. They're not going to change the, the demand side of the formula at all. And then with regard to transferring you know, the movement of, say, Madan Hidatsa, Hidat, Rikara Nation, MHA Nation's oil, 60% of which goes, goes on uh, DAPL now, transferring it to trucks and to, to rail, much greater, <clears throat> double or more greater greenhouse gas emissions that would be emitted as a result of, of shutting down the pipeline. So you're exactly right. The other thing to, to keep in mind is if Judge Bosberg orders the Corps of Engineers to, to exercise the vacating of the easement then by shutting down the pipeline, remember, it's the Corps of Engineers' action after that that would actually lead to shutting down the pipeline. That's significant for this reason. We often think of the Code Access Pipeline as the defendant. You might think of MHA Nation as a... Um, you know, an intervener, although they're not at this point, but they're certainly an interested party, so they would be a defendant. State of North Dakota could be a defendant um, in all of this because of the loss of, well, two things, loss of revenue and the fact that it's the state of North Dakota that has the authority over siting a pipeline. To listen to the full-length exclusive interview with U.S. Senator Kevin Kramer, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. While you're there, be sure to join our ever-growing army of social media energy enthusiasts on Facebook, YouTube, even the Twitters. Go to thecrudelife.com, click on the social media tab. From the staff here at the Crude Life Daily Update, my name is Jason Spies, asking you to always remember, energy is more than an industry, it's a way of life. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by... For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. The music heard on the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, is by the Moody River Band. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. The Crude Life with host Jason Spies. So there's still people without power as of this morning. You know, right now, I think there's very limited driving out there in West Texas. They're generating about 5% of the power today uh, in, in Texas. Sensitive sensitive microphone because I just poured a glass of water because we don't have running water here yeah i mean this is this has been uh, a very trying week for a lot of people across the state of texas uh there are and, and let me just say this I, you, 
I'm sorry that so many Texans were let down by their grid. On the phone talking with us today, Chairman Christy Craddock of the Texas Railroad Commission. We have roughly 470,000 miles of interstate and intrastate pipe and pipelines in Texas and roughly another 500,000 miles of gas utilities uh, lines in Texas. So we have a lot of and gathering lines are in that 470,000 miles as well. So we have a lot of pipe in Texas. We're the largest pipe state by a six. It, it is a very challenging day in Texas right now. Uh, the grid operator is projecting that nearly three million homes in Texas uh, are without power today uh, and, and there's it's our snowing here in Lubbock again. I mean, I don't, I thought it was supposed to be sunny today. So I'm from Odessa and that's a big part of my district, but I also represent, uh, in addition to Hector County, uh, three other counties in the Permian Basin. So Andrews County, Hector County, Ward County, and Winkler County, but uh, all, all in West Texas, all in the middle of the oil patch. You know, when they close the roads down, we can't transport that, that those uh, those materials. And so we can't get the product to uh, where it needs to go to get refined so that we can either one, heat our homes or two, uh, have fuel for our vehicles. Um, with pipelines, that doesn't really come into effect. You know, once the pipelines are laid, not much can stop that, that crude oil or uh, natural gas from getting from point A to point B. They are so far behind the curve on getting the storage, the battery storage. Uh, in place to be even be able to handle a, 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 you know, the most minute degree of storage for a case like what happened in Texas. And now it, you know, there's going to be a spotlight on that. And just an incredible impact. We saw nearly 30 gigawatts uh, come offline yesterday. Half of the gigawatts went without water since Saturday. On Friday, the Railroad Commission uh, took quick action. I know you recently had Chairman Craddock on. We'll have water for until 5 p.m. and then we'll be off again for the night. On Friday, I sent a letter asking the Public Utilities Commission of Texas to rescind its order authorizing uh, these uh, uh, generators, these generators or these providers to increase the rates. You know, I don't know that true, but I don't think I'd want to be in a hospital in Dallas, Texas on a on life support and know that wind energy is going to be my source of keeping that machine running, right? JP Warren reporting from uh, Houston, Texas at 9, 12 a.m. Uh, I don't even know what day it is right now. I think it's Wednesday. Uh, we ran out of water yesterday. I've had maybe three hours of sleep in three days. The Crude Life Play Hard, Work Hard is sponsored in part by It Takes an Industry to Build a Forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. The Crude Life Play Hard, Work Hard is sponsored in part by... For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota. 
home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come.